everyone. This is the CG Teach Podcast, and we are your moderators. I am Christopher McClung, and this is Grant Ermis. Hi, everybody. And so this month is February, and in, and in February, it is Career Technical Education Month. And therefore, we have met up with four alumni of Career Technical Education. I'm going to go ahead and ask them to introduce themselves. If you could say hi to the listeners, say who you are um, and what it is that you do. All right. Hey, everyone. My name is Christian Bonilla. Uh, I'm an art of animation and video game design teacher at Citrus Valley High School. Hi, my name is Joyce. I uh, work in vaccine, vaccine immunology and I work for a company that makes livestock vaccines. And I'm Will Anderson. I'm a staff geologist for Ludorf and Scalmanini Consulting Engineers. Uh, we work in the groundwater industry. My name is James Perky. I own and operate Perky Livestock Consulting, where I work with kids all over the country um, with their SAE projects uh, at national and local shows uh, to achieve those big wins that we always look for. So first, we want to say thank you for listening. This podcast was created in partnership with the California Department of Education. And the purpose of this show is to bring forth relevant and in-depth discussions regarding teaching, education, mentoring, and most of all, career technical and education or CTE. Awesome. All right. So as we know, we have said already this month is February and not only is it CTE month, but it's also another month that we celebrate uh, a specific holiday, which we call Valentine's Day. So before we get into our discussion about career technical education, we're going to play a very short Valentine's Day game called Mushy Movie Trivia. And the way this works is I'm, we're going to ask you 10 questions, um, and whoever shouts out the answer first gets a point. So Grant, if you could do us a favor, maybe just kind of referee any tiebreakers we might have. Um, and then so whoever gets the answers first wins a point. So contestants, are you ready to play Mushy Movie Trivia? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> there you go. All right, so first question. Fill in the blank of this infamous line from Jerry Maguire. You blank me. Complete? Yay. Let's see. You complete me. Well, I think you and I would make excellent friends. We're both movie <laughs> guys. Number two, which idolized musician protects Robbie so he can sing Grow Old With You to Julia in The Wedding Singer? No, I have no idea. I've never seen The Wedding Singer. <laughs> They're too young, Chris. They're too young. Oh okay. okay, first thing, time. you need to go see The Wedding Singer. So I'll give you this one. It is Mr. Billy Idol. Ooh. Go see The Wedding Singer. Phenomenal movie. All right, next one. Well, then I wonder if you're gonna get this. So what talent does Phil not acquire when trying to impress Rita in Groundhog Day? Have you all seen Groundhog Day? Okay, so then we're just going to do educated guesses. Of those four, which one does he not do? And this will be just a guess. Was it oil painting, piano playing, ice sculpting, or speaking French? Ice sculpting. Okay. I speaking French. Okay. I guess I'll go with oil painting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the correct answer is oil painting. He does not learn how to do oil painting, but he does everything else. Yeah to the T. All right, so we're out of three questions. Um, you guys have never heard of two of them, so we're doing well so far. Here we go. Question four, 
Which day of the year does Harry confess his affections to his longtime friend, Sally? February. Valentine's Day? I don't know. That's a good guess. Anybody else? It is a holiday. Kind of. Christmas? Okay. The correct answer is New Year's Eve. Close. How many of you have seen When Harry Met Sally? No. Oh my goodness! I was born in the 90s. You're an old soul, Chris. I guess uh, because these, so speaking of 90s, let's keep going on. Where did Noah and Allie meet in the notebook? At a carnival. Ah, uh, yay! She yeah, got that right. That go. is correct. At a carnival. Very good. Question six. Where does Sam meet Annie for the first time in Sleepless in Seattle? They'd be shaking their head. They don't know. Is it an airport? Good guess, but no. So the correct answer for this one. So first of all, we need to, you guys need to see some romantic movies when we're done here. <laughs> the Empire State Building. That's it. It's big thing, yeah. They, if, they, they talk about the movie and Affair to Remember and the Empire State Building. So speaking of 90s movies, how many 90s romantic comedies have Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan starred in together? Six. Good guess. Three. three. Okay. And another bonus point if you can name those three. So you are correct, James. Can you guys name them? Wait, who's in it again? Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Uh, <laughs> crickets today, man. Yeah, I know. Is you got mail one of them? We've got one. Yep. Um, and we just man. we just showed another one. Sleepless in Seattle. Uh-huh. There's one more. Uh, gosh. I don't I don't remember. I don't the the, the answer is Joe versus the volcano. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't have gotten that one. <laughs> Question eight. This isn't that good. This is timeless. Which phrase does Wesley say to Buttercup, which implies I love you? That is a timeless classic. Oh, that is a timeless classic. There is no excuse. This one. <laughs> I can quote a lot of other things from the Princess Bride. <laughs> I've only yeah. seen it one time. Um, Not on Netflix. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yes, ready for the answer? Yeah. Okay. As you wish. As, as, as you wish. wish. So whenever she orders him around, he says, as you wish. Same thing I tell my wife. As you wish. Here's a little one, a little more recent. How many first dates do Henry and Lucy go on? 50. Yes! 50 first dates. Good job, Will. Last question. This is this one's epic. Everybody should get this one. Who are the two main characters in this Titanic Academy Award-winning love story? Rose and Jack. Yes! That is correct. Joyce, you are our winner by default because you know more than anybody else, except for Will, you're pretty close. So as far as romantic movies go, you guys win. And your reward is that all of you can go watch these movies anytime you want. Um, find them, I, I highly encourage you to do it. It'll change your life, so. All right, so we've had a chance to go through some amazing mushy movie trivia. 
And now the first thing that we really want to know in today's podcast is just a little bit about you. So we're going to go around and on my screen, we'll start with Christian and then I'll call the next person when he's all set and done. Um, but we want you to share your story of being a CTE student and um, how it led to where you're working and what you're doing now. So we'll start off with Christian. Tell us your story. Yeah, so uh, I was involved in CTE throughout pretty much all of high school um, with the wonderful Chris McClung here. Um, you know, started out in a web design class and took a game design class. I TA'd uh, for him. And I was also the ROP ambassador or one of the ambassadors um, at my high school. And so um, pretty much all throughout high school, I was, I was involved in, in CTE one way or another. And uh, this led to kind of my industry experience my industry career, which uh, was previously I worked um, doing digital marketing. So creating you know, graphic design, doing web design, um, sort of slipped into architectural vis visualization, which is like, um, you know, renderings and all that sort of stuff, kind of the stuff that I'm teaching now. And uh, my experience in CTE also sort of led me down uh, the path of becoming a teacher because, you know, all the opportunities that I was presented there, um, or what led to me getting my, my job in the first place in the industry, you know, being exposed to those tools and those kinds of um, just really great opportunities. And uh, that experience helped me to kind of, you know, figure out that I wanted to um, share the same experiences with students myself as a teacher, um, just because I thought, you know, it was so amazing for me. Like, I really want to keep that going and, and spread the good word and have students just learn, you know, the same way that I learned. And yeah, that's kind of my, my whole path. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm teaching um, one of the classes I took myself, which is video game design, but also uh, the art of animation. Oh, cool. It's one of those things that it's like you're paying it forward. So now the big question is, who are you going to pick to take your place? There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, cool. James, tell us your story. So... I don't know. It's kind of funny is that my experience is uh, I'm still doing the same thing. I feel like I work with uh, young kids with their projects. So, you know, my CTE experience um, has been, you know, livestock oriented. I grew up raising and breeding hogs um, my whole life. Uh, my grandpa was a butcher. You know, currently what I do is, you know, I work with different farms. We figure out, um, you know, vaccine programs that we need to put in play. You know, we, show pigs so we're exposed to a lot of different things so we overcome a lot of obstacles with you know PED or PERS or any of those swine diseases out there um, but I'm pretty much doing the same thing that I did in high school is help my friends out help out other people that I went to school with help their kids out with their projects as well that's cool Very you cool. just get paid for it <laughs> yeah it's pretty fun I get to travel to all the shows I get to travel with my family with my niece and stuff so been a very accomplishing year winning a lot of national shows nice very cool well, will how about yourself yeah so i guess i'm kind of in the a similar situation to to christian in that i'm kind of in my second career now almost um which is strange being that i'm only you know 29 um but so i i uh participated in in cte in in high school i actually took a semester of of wood shop and then three years of 
agricultural mechanics, which, um, you know, for those who don't know, kind of runs the gamut of all of the different types of kind of mechanical and, and building type things that you would run into in a agriculture operation. So there's a, a lot of exposure to a lot of different things. Um, I went on from that um, to, uh, I went to college at, at uh, the U.S. Military Academy, West Point. Um, I had a dream of serving in the military as an officer. And so um, that was where I went and, and, and did that. Um, and so obviously coming right out of there, I served um, six and a half years on active duty as an engineer officer. Um, spent a few years in Alaska, um, some time in Missouri, and then some time in Texas uh, with one uh, short stint in Afghanistan thrown in there as well. Um, so, you know, applied a lot of the things that I, I learned in that sort of first career and then uh, decided that I wanted to get out of the military and uh, start what I'm doing now, um, which is uh, working for a groundwater consulting firm. Uh, so I'm a, a staff geologist there. I'm kind of the the new guy. I've uh, kind of total pivot 180 um, on my career path now. But the the lessons that I've picked up along the way, um, you know, starting with CTE and then going all the way through, are still serving me now very well. Very cool, Joyce. So uh, my name's Joyce, and I have had a wide variety of jobs, um, courtesy of my husband, Will. Being in the Army, we moved a lot. So I've gone from doing field research, working for the Reindeer Research Program, to managing a lab animal facility in Alaska, to being a zookeeper in Missouri, to managing the Grazing Animal Nutrition Lab for Texas A&M, to now I'm working in vaccine immunology. So long story short, I've had a lot of jobs in the world of animal science and lab work. Um, how CTE connects into that, I started taking CTE classes actually in junior high. I did, you know, woodshop and home ec and we had a computer class. Um, and then in high school, I started with ag bio as a freshman and that was actually the first place that I learned how to do like micropipettes and gel phoresis and things that I use 15 times a day now. Um, and then uh, obviously all of the animal information. Um, I do a lot of animal care and um, records maintenance, things like that, that came out of my livestock showing career, you know, how to manage colonies and breeding lines. Um, and then along with Will, I also took ag mechanics, which doesn't officially fit into my uh, career path, but let me tell you, life's a lot easier when you know how to fix all the little things and you don't have to call somebody in because, you know, the hose busted off of your air compressor or whatever it might be that day. And that is a great, and Grant's nodding his head. Um, so that is a great segue, actually, because our next question is like, what skills did you guys obtain in your classes that you now use in your career? Or even as you just said, Joyce, like even in your in your daily lives, like what can you guys share some of those skills that you might have acquired, how you're using them? And, um, and feel free to just go. Yeah. Answer anybody. I think a big one for me was just, um, you know, adapting to diversity, you know, in daily life, you know, I 
I see everything. We show livestock, so there's no biosecurity per se. There's no real way of preventing our animals from getting diseases and stuff. So, you know, we have to overcome those and work with different vets and different people within the industry to overcome those, you know, going to a, a farrowing house and seeing a whole, you know, farrowing house full of baby pigs scouring uh, with PED is the most devastating thing in the world. Cause you know, you're planning a year in advance, two years in advance to have those babies be successful at, you know, county and local and like national shows. So I think, you know, what prepared me was, you know, having some of those challenges, you know, with my projects in high school and things like that, overcoming, you know, them, you know, not eating or them getting sick or whatnot and working with different vets and things like that. So I think a big skill is just overcoming those big obstacles that happen everyday life. Being that uh, my career right now is that I'm actually a CTE teacher. I, I'm teaching a lot of the same skills that I learned. So, but if I go back a little bit um, to when I was actually working in the industry, I think some of the big, you know, the key um, skills that I learned was um, just the communication and collaboration of being able to work with other people um, really well. And that was a huge part of CTE is, you know, lots of group projects and meeting different people and Sometimes they don't pull their weight on the project and, you know, other times it's like, great. Um, it's very, it was very applicable, you know, working in, uh, in the real world. You know, it's very much the same. Um, of course, leadership skills and being able to actually lead a team and, uh, and finish a, a project um, was huge. And then going back to what James was saying, just the adaptability is, is such a massive skill. Um, being able to learn things quickly, adapt and, and apply new skills. I'm sure, um, as we've all learned, you know, last year, pretty much the whole world had to adapt in one way or another to doing things online or doing things differently. So, um, you know, that was a huge part of CTE as well, just learning how to adapt. For sure. Yeah, I definitely echo those like soft skills um, that that the the two just mentioned um, previously. That you know, the leadership and the collaboration and know, overcoming adversity definitely um, plays into it. And then one thing that I would probably throw in as well um, is having a sort of background and experience in the practical arts and then seeing that stuff later on at more of the, I guess, sort of theoretical level, Um, you know, when I went further on into my education. So like, for instance, learning about you know, electrical wiring and things like that, but then seeing the kind of theoretical side when I was in college physics and, you know, welding and seeing things like that in, in chemistry, um, having a background in things like surveying um, and then seeing that stuff again uh, later on in my education definitely played paid dividends. Um, and then just applying a lot of the, um, things that I learned into my career in the army, um, I was kind of more in a, in a managerial role as an officer. And so having, um, that experience, like Christian was talking about with kind of planning projects and running projects and, um, interpreting plans and, uh, you know, making materials lists and things like that, um, keeping projects on track, uh, definitely, played into to my success as an engineer officer and then now uh, getting into the groundwater world having a background in um, 
you know, understanding how things like pumps and surveying and, and just, you know, project planning all works has absolutely been um, very important in my success. Uh, for me, a lot of the stuff that I find the most useful is just like in science, it's always figuring out a solution to a problem generally. And whether you're building something or, you know, you're cooking and you mix in the wrong ingredients, you have to go back and kind of unpiece it and say, where did this go wrong? And like, that seems like a very basic, like, okay, we did this, this, and this, like do it backwards. But a lot of people don't ever learn that at some point in their life. Or I mean, just simple things like putting machinery together mm -hmm. and uh, things like that. Um, and so I've had a lot of those kind of experiences just I become the go-to person that it's like, hey, Joyce, this is broken. Look at it. You know, <laughs> That's, I'm always the person that gets called. Um, and then for me, a lot of the animal care and just scientific process, you know, learning all of your basics of, you know, coming up with a hypothesis and then testing your theories and things like that. Um, that's really what I use most day to day. And then on a, you know, for myself home note, uh, I like cooking and food is delicious. <laughs> nice. Very cool. So this is a spontaneous question. What was Grant like as a teacher? Oh, no, no, bad question. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess this is probably fairly illuminating. Um, he was a good enough teacher that um, Joyce, Joyce and I knew each other in high school um, and dated in high school. And when we got married, um, we decided to have Grant officiate our wedding. So, oh, that's cool. I did not know that. You can yeah. see that he had a, an impact. Bodie went to all of our Ag Mechanics competitions and also our wedding. Okay. <laughs> that's my dog, by the way. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's very cool. Also, I remember him randomly doing a backflip for us one day because we didn't yeah? think he could do a backflip. So he did one right outside the shop. You gotta keep them intrigued in some fashion, right? <laughs> we call it engagement. That's right. <laughs> all I remember is him loving his snacks all the time. He <laughs> did always have an expensive boot collection hidden in the back room, too. That's a good teacher. Snacks, change of clothes. That's good stuff. Yeah, he, always, he always did have a, a pretty decent sense of style, which seems to have kind of dropped off a little bit with that polo shirt. What do you got going on there, Grant? <laughs> It's because I'm in Texas and we haven't had water <laughs> electricity for the last time. <laughs> He's like, this is my only green shirt. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. About that. Very cool. That's good. If you were to be able to sit down with a group of young students who are just getting involved in high school um, and say they were picking their class schedule coming up into their freshman year, um, what would you tell them about the need to consider or not CTE. So if they were not even considering it, what would you tell young students the benefit of CTE would be? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, I, I think I would just kind of try to um, assure them, like, don't be afraid to get in there and try something new. Like being, being young or being in high school, you know, or whatever it might be, um, is like the perfect time to fail. Not to say that they will literally fail, but uh, you know, if it doesn't work out, 
um, in the end and they, you know, they, they find out they don't like that um, pathway or that career field, like they still got in there and tried it out and they learned from that most importantly. And that's what it's all about is, you know, a lot of students um, go into CTE classes and uh, it might not be that, you know, all, all 30 students, you know, from a period want to be doing that specific um, career. So in my case, you know, I teach animation and game design. I know all my students don't want to be animators or they don't want to be game designers, but that's not what CTE is only about. You know, it, it provides them opportunities to learn about um, soft skills like we talked about earlier and uh, employability skills, interview skills, just regular life skills. And I think, um, I think it's, it's crucial to, um, to education, you know, that they, they should, they should not be afraid. Well, I don't really like this subject. So I don't, I don't think I'm going to take this class. I would say, well, don't be afraid just because of, you know, the title of the class, like get in there and, and check it out. And if you don't like it, then at least you tried. And that's a great point, Christian. I, I think it's important to tell the kids also, you know, it's important to not only figure out what you like, but you also get a chance to figure out what you don't like. Um, and I've had many, many students I've heard say they wanted to be a nurse or they want to be in the medical field. Then they took an ROP CTE class in high school where they had to do an internship and they said, nope, it's not for me. And we had saved them thousands upon thousands of dollars because they figured out in high school, I am not excited about the medical field because I got a, ch a chance to try it out. Yeah, exactly. That's very cool. That's a good point. Uh, I think I'll... I'll step in here next. Um, one thing that I would say um, to to kids that think they're or you know are, are planning on being you know college bound, um, that was definitely the case for most of the students at the high school that we went to. Um, I would say that even if your pursuits are going to be more in the academic realm, um, and you you know you're looking to be employed in something that's traditionally kind of more thought of as um, kind of white collar um, work. Um, there is still a lot of value in uh, technical education. Um, I, you know, went on to college and went on to get a master's degree, um, but the lessons that I learned in CTE um, stuck with me a lot better than um, some of the things that I learned later on. Um, and the things that I learned in CTE helped a lot of the things that I learned later on stick because I understood the application of the theories um, that I was learning. Um, and so that would be kind of my biggest thing is, is even if you think that um, your, your life's gonna go in a certain direction um, and it might end up going in that direction, um, don't think that CTE doesn't have uh, something of value for you. It's good words. I think we should ask Christian if Chris was a good teacher. <laughs> yeah, Chris was a good teacher. Well, uh, to kind of describe Chris as a teacher, he made us rap videos every year at the oh. end of the school year, like that were custom made for everyone who was in his class so he didn't just like recycle them he made them every year that's right and, that uh, makes me totally not cool <laughs> yeah so i i know you have those so you better cut them in at the end of this episode i'll put a link so if you just google my name in youtube you'll find you'll find them so my last one my last one has me battling darth vader and all sorts of crazy stuff 
<laughs> oh man. So not to sidetrack things, but I remember um, for all the graduating seniors, Grant used to do a crystal ball where he would, he would predict our futures. And I am still <laughs> to this day trying to get myself into a position where I am briefing the president of the United States because Grant said that he thought that that was going to happen for me someday. That's cool. So maybe you might still be right. You might still be right. That's very cool. That's awesome. Well, it's, it's neat to hear how, how influential teachers can be, you know, the things and, and the three of us, you know, we're, we're working in, in education right now and, and we can attest to what it's like to really know to see students succeed and see students, you know, do, do a great job when they leave. And um, teaching can be sometimes the rewards aren't, aren't, aren't immediate, but they're definitely, you know, like lifelong lasting and stuff. And it's just, it's neat to see that. It's neat to see that in, in career technical education. So, uh, so speaking of, of influential teachers, um, our last question, which, which we'll ask you guys is, um, so kind of tell you what CTE Teach is, is this is a statewide program where what we do is we help develop mentors for brand new CTE teachers. So Christian came in, you know, he was um, from the industry of arts and media and graphic design and all that, came in as a brand new teacher. And so CTE Teach helped him like with mentoring and telling him, you know, it's going to be all right, you're going to make it through. And you know, you can make it um, to the end of the year and help them with lesson planning and all that stuff. And that's what CT Teach does. So, so if we could, um, so I say all that to say, um, if we go, go around the table, maybe just share somebody uh, who was a mentor in your life, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a teacher. It could be a family member or, you know, a, an employer or anybody who was influential as far as getting you and helping you be kind of where you are today. And we'll kind of popcorn that whoever wants to go first and just share who is basically a mentor shout out like who would get your mentor shout out I can go um I had a professor in college Dr. Mark Horney he teaches at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo and uh he got me involved in the world of rangeland management and um I actually did a minor I did a major in animal science and a minor in rangeland management basically because of him. Um, and I got my first summer internships up in Alaska because I overheard him having the right conversation. Um, and I basically, I just had a lot of really cool experiences um, through his influence and taking classes um, that were part of his kind of world and curriculum. And then he also, I transferred myself so that he was my advisor in school. Um, so, I still, to this day, we message back and forth occasionally, and he's somebody who really helped me kind of find a path within the world of animal science, although I haven't stuck to it that well because I've moved so much, but he gave me something that I really enjoyed. That's good. I can go next here. Um, yeah, so my mentor shout out goes to my previous, uh, previous manager and close friend, Cesar Rodriguez. I know Chris already gave you my mentor shout out last time I was on the show, uh, but my previous manager, yeah, Caesar, he, he was great. Um, he's actually the best man at my wedding and we got really close, you know, when I was working with him and uh, he was just always supportive. And if, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't have um, probably left the industry because he was always supporting me. I was kind of like, well, I don't know if the teaching thing's right for me. Like I'm already doing well here, but he was, you know, pushing me to do greater things and, um, 
you know, wrote, wrote me referral letters and all of this while I was, you know, working with him, for him, just his, his support um, throughout the years has been great. So shout out to Caesar. Thank you. I'm having a hard time picking one, guys. <laughs> you can pick, you can say more than one. It's not, it's not the end all be all. Yeah. A person. I know I have a lot, I feel like, in my life. Um, yeah. You know, like going back to like even the last question you guys asked is like, uh, you know, relationships and networking have really opened up a lot of doors for me within the show industry. Um, and, you know, like that networking, I wouldn't have probably got without like some of those programs through the CTA. And, you know, those leadership classes and that, you know, bond you make with other kids from different schools and reaching out to them and leaning on them for, you know, advice or questions that you might have within, you know, whatever industry you're working in. Um, You know, I have ones that, you know, I worked for ADM Animal Nutrition for a year in college and I've worked for Bar Ale, another feed company and other show pig operations. And I think within each of those entities, I've had a lot of mentors that have shown me that, you know, if you stick with it, if you network really hard and work hard at your craft, that you can be successful at anything that you do. And that's really proven strong with the families I work with because we've had a lot of success at different levels. And, you know, I've been able to manage different herds within uh, different states, you know, as far as Texas to Idaho and Oregon. And, you know, that trust, that networking, a lot of these families I work for, are purely based on networking with my friends. You know, a lot of referrals that get me jobs that, you know, this is my day-to-day life. I'm in the Valley right now and I live on the Central Coast. So it's pretty fun and rewarding. But um, I think I can't, there's such a long list. I don't think I could list one person to say is a main mentor, but Grant was pretty good too in high school, I would say. (laughs) pushing me towards making sure I got that last win my senior year when it's the end all be all and you were able to take home showmanship and win the whole market show yeah like James was saying it's it's really hard to pick one I I guess one person that I would like to highlight is my uh my company commander when I was a platoon leader his name is Mike Smaluka um he really kind of encouraged me to really follow my own path um when I was in a situation um, where things were very kind of set for me, um, you know, being in the military, it's a, it's a very set kind of progression, linear sort of career path. Um, and he was just so um, kind of open to me speaking my mind about what I wanted to do with my, what I wanted to do with my life. And um you know, really encourage me to, to follow up on those kind of dreams and ambitions that I had, even though they didn't fit with the mold of, you know, the, the path that he followed and kind of what the, the path of, of people around me was. Um, and so he really encouraged me to um, do what I wanted to do, um, even though it wasn't, you know, super popular at the time um, with, with folks around me. So, I would definitely like to give him a shout out. Cool. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I think that kind of brings us into the end. Any other final parting words from the crew at the table? About CTE? I I think I do. I mean, just take every opportunity that's given to you and roll with it because you never know where you're going to be in life. I mean, I never thought I'd be working my, for myself at 26 years old. 
uh, having a successful business and taking that leap of faith during a pandemic year and being still successful. I think, you know, just stick with what you want to do in life and be happy. Awesome. Good. That's very cool, James. Yeah. Well, uh, then if that brings us to the end, we definitely want to thank you uh, to the panel and thank you for the listeners for listening to the CTE Teach podcast. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us as much as we have with you. And we also invite you to follow us on Twitter at CTE underscore teach, T-E-A-C-H, or on multiple different podcast stations, including our YouTube channel at CTE Teach. So thank you. Chris? Thank you. So every month we also close out with an inspirational quote. And so this month we close our, our episode with a quote by author John Gordon. And he said, each day, remember your purpose. Remember why you do what you do. We don't get bummed out because of what we do. We get bummed out because we forget why we do it. So thank you all for watching and listening. And we'll see you next time on the CT Teach podcast. Everybody say bye. Bye. Bye.